Hi guys, on this show we're looking at Culkin, Candy, O'Hara, Blossom, Herd, Stern, Pesci and Culkin. We're looking at 1990s Home Alone. See what I done there? Started with the Culkin and Andy. Beautiful, beautiful. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of 100 Things We've Learned From Film. I'm one of your hosts, my name's Planty and I'm a phlegmwad. <laughs> and I'm the other guy, I'm a wet bandito. <laughs> phlegmwad, I think you're going to go bandito as well. <laughs> Listen, I was originally going to say, look at what you've done you little jerk. <laughs> uh, uh, truly the real bad guy in this film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, truly. What yeah. a fucking I, dick. I've no in any of my notes, but one of my notes is actually in capital letters just saying <laughs> that uncle is an absolute dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, John, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm real crystal. I'm uh, all good. It's uh, absolutely Baltic in Scotchland, mm. so uh, it's not that good. But what about you? What about yourself? I'm great, mate. Yeah, nice and busy with work, uh, which is good, leading up to Christmas. But it, it's that time of year, and I think I mentioned this before, it's that time of year where every weekend is, is full of fucking stuff as well. And, and I, I'll surprise you on the air now. If mm. everything would have worked out with the car and everything, I'm pretty sure we'd have been surprising you with a trip up at some point and just yeah. gone, hiya, John and Kirsty, here we are, and you probably wouldn't be in. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, so that was the kind of the, the plan. But the car, of course, has been fucking scuppered for two and a half weeks. Oh, hey, I talked to you on the ring doorbell. What voice was that? You could have went, hiya. You could have watched me fall over in the street on the ring doorbell like Kirsty oh, did that time. I'm, I'm forward, that's I'm something forward, we should be putting up on the socials. Oh, that's a, a Patreon special, isn't it? A big Patreon special. <laughs> I could, do you know what? Send me that file. It's going on the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon, give us a quid, and uh, you too can watch John's fiance fall over and really injure herself oh, in the street. Oh yeah, she really it did. Was, it was bad, and all you two did, you and her sister, laugh. was laugh. Dick. It was just just the fact that all she could say, and it was F U C K all the time. Fuck, that's what she kept saying. Fuck, John, so Kirsty's fallen. <laughs> John, come out here, Kirsty's fallen. <laughs> All right, Lorraine. Anyway, this is getting very fucking niche for like 10 people, <laughs> Kenya. Of course, we are the podcast trying to learn 100 things from every film that we're talking about. Give us a quid. We will let you vote, which is what people did this week. We gave people a choice of four Christmas films. Mm-hmm. Uh, 55% of you uh, picked the right one, <laughs> I hope, uh, picked Home Alone. Yeah, Which choice. we Good had choice. the chance to do, John. We had the chance to do two two years ago, right? We did, yeah. And we didn't because it was the thirtieth anniversary. And instead, because we don't like doing what everybody else is doing, he says this week doing a film probably everybody else is doing. Um, we did Home Alone two, Lost in New York. Um, yep. And I I listened to that in preparation of this. So cheeky wee download for us. Um, <laughs> inflating your download numbers by listening to your own podcast. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I listened to it. And boy, have we come on a long way. I know. The yardstick, John, right? The mm-hmm. yardstick for this is we've got to beat 54 
<laughs> oh, Jesus. Dark days, weren't they, at the beginning? Uh, like yeah, episode we were, seven we really, or whatever. We were really bad. Dark I'm days. Just too excited, so excited about doing a show that we just didn't really <laughs> give her all when it came to the facts. <laughs> too busy talking to you. <laughs> too, too, too busy in that episode, me going, oh, let's not make a joke about 9-11. We haven't come on a long way. Oh, because yeah, we really have. I've probably got a 9-11 joke here somewhere. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> uh, what year was this, John? So this was 1990 exactly. All right, okay. What else could we have been talking about? Well, if our good listeners listen to one of our shows, which is Darkman, they'll find out all the good ones. But oh, I'm the Darkman! Go through... Yeah, the Darkman. So, but I'm going to go through some, through yeah. some obscure ones, right? And see if you know any of these. Joe versus Overcano. Which yeah, it's knows. okay. Pump up the volume with Christian oh, Slater. Oh, Christian Slater, yeah, that's good. Jesus, back it's in the, the day. inspiration for me doing this. <laughs> uh, quick change, Bill Murray. Oh, is he the clown in the, the, clown, the robbery? Yeah. Yes, in that. Uh, Randy Quaid as well. It's uh, not good. Uh, no, it wasn't his best work. Uh, La Femme Nikita. Great. We talk Lord about of the Fly, Lord of the Flies. Oh, I, the I, TV I, one, the Mavis TV one. I think we watched that at school, you know. They, they let I you watch we, it at school? Yeah, yeah, we watched that at school because we'd done Lord of the Flies, the, the book. The, the book? OG. The OG, the book. You got readers in class. <laughs> uh, Wild at Heart with uh, Nick Cage. Oh man, that is hot as fuck. By the way, uh, and, and, am I right in saying the bad guy is Blanche from the Golden Girls? Did I imagine that? Is that a Fever Dream, listeners? Uh, no, I think you're right, but because yeah. I always thought it was. Uh, I know you're right. No, no. Yeah, are they escaping? They're escaping her daddy, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure one of the other people that's abandoned is is her. Oh, get yourself some of that sweet Laura Dern ass, John. Oh god, yeah. yeah. And, and who's who's her boyfriend? Was it um... Nicholas Cage? No, no, no. Uh, the the her, her boyfriend. Uh, I right, I'm out, I'm out of actors that are in this. I assume Harry Dean Morgan's in it. Uh, yeah. Harry Dean Stanton. Sorry, because I think Harry Dean Stanton. Okay. Uh, and last but not least, King of New York. With Christopher Walken. Oh, King of New York, Christopher Walken's really gruesome, I think. It really has bleak. Yeah, it's really nasty. Yeah, okay. Uh, That was the 1990s, a flip side. Not to be confused with King of Comedy. (laughs) No, certainly not. It was just that Joker film, wasn't it? Anyway, yeah, I've I've, I've, I've made that point a hundred times. I'm not going to do it again. Uh, Right, okay, so let's get fired in. John, you know the rules. Jump in whenever you're ready. Stop. Somebody stop me. Please, somebody fucking stop me. (laughs) We start. It's 20th Century Fox film. 20th Century Fox, created in 19... 35 as a merger between 20th century pictures and Fox Films. Fox Films. Yeah, now, I had to go a little bit different because we've done 20th century before. Uh, The biggest hits of 20th century Fox. Uh, John, they were all within the last 23 years. Can you name one of them? The top six I've got here. Uh, 20th century Fox... Oh, God. Um, the biggest film of 1999. It is the one you're thinking of. Is it Star Wars? Uh, episode one. Yeah, correct. Right. Um, you've also got... Um, so, in at six... In at six. Uh, Star Wars Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith, 848 million US. Uh, right. In at five. This fucking astounded me that there's two of these in here. 2012's Ice Age, Continental Drift. Wow. 879 million. 2018's Bohemian Rhapsody, That's what 885. Those fucking teeth. 
That Gary Busey yeah. set of teeth he's wearing in that. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't get past the, the, the trailer. Um, uh, 885 mil. Uh, number three, 2009's Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Bloody hell, million. Love those songs. Yeah. Uh, Phant- Phantom Menace, uh, $1.02 billion. <gasps> and number one, John, mm-hmm. 2009's Avatar, $2.9 billion US. That's a now, lot of money. I know I've said this a couple of times. I, it, I, it's if I'm sure somebody as if you're listening to these, I don't know if you, you find this a year in in advance, you could probably listen to all the episodes across a couple of weeks, and you could just hear me going from "Why are they having a new, another Avatar film? What's the point?" to me yeah. all the way through going, "I'm kind of interested to go and see this Avatar <laughs> film." Yeah. Well, John, as of this week, loads of uh, the early kind of shouts have come out about this film. And apparently it's going to do gangbusters at the cinema. Apparently it's going to be the biggest thing of the last few years. What? It is amazing. Well, they're saying it needs to make two billion to break even. Is that what they're saying? Two billion. I I would assume that, that if you think about there's another two coming, isn't there? Yeah, I think he's got another one one because if this one bombs, he's going to do something with the next one. End it apparently. That's what I've been oh, reading. Oh, right. Okay. So I don't uh, think it's going to bomb. No, nah, I are. think I think people I think people want a break from Marvel and DC, and they want something fucking massive at Christmas. Yeah. And I, and I I'm calling it now. Everyone's saying it's good, and I I think the I think the press is going to drag people to the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I am I am going to. I'm not day one yet. We'll see in a couple of weeks. I might be day <laughs> one in a couple of weeks, but I'm going to go to the cinema. Probably nice and early one morning uh, when I'm off over Christmas, and I'm going to be sat there dead excited for fucking Avatar Two, the Shape of Water or whatever it's called. Is that called the Shape of Water? The the, the Phantom Thread? I don't know. What it's called. <laughs> it's, called. Oh, it's called. It's neither. The, of those the, the way of water. The way of water. Right. Okay. Shape of water. Is that, is that the where, thing in it? Yes. Oh yeah. Sally Sally Hawkins shags the the sea monster. Yeah. Man, it's, it's about time he got to shag on screen because all he ever does is play monsters that scare monsters people. And yeah, to... He's great, isn't he? He really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a hero. Uh, I, I've just got to the end of um, what we do in the shadows, by the way, John. You know the latest series. Have you got to the end yeah. of that? Yeah, yeah. yeah on, done. on Disney Plus, he's brilliant as the Ooh. master in that again. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> he's got, you know, he's just half of him again, sat with that. He's brilliant. <laughs> oh, baby, Colin Robin, <laughs> your boy. I liked that a lot. Um, It's a Chris Columbus film, John. Yeah, where do we know him from? What don't we know him from? Right, so I looked at all his films. So at the back of the queue of films, well known films, uh, is Pixels. I've put future episode, you said it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You said it yourself. And uh, I, I for nostalgia, definitely. Uh, and apparently, his number one film that everybody loves is Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire is okay. I don't think yeah. it's it's not as good as I remember it. It's got it's got Harvey Firestein in it, so I mean, he's brilliant for the two scenes he's in it. True that. Um, he's done a pair of Harry Potters uh, and both of those Percy Jackson films. <laughs> Yeesh! Ooh, I was up on the first one. His debut film, though. Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, wait, you see that? 
So that's what I went to see when I was ready to go to see Robocop, but because we, so, we were so young, they wouldn't let us in, so we went to see Adventure Baby. It's not too bad. It's got Thor El- in it. Elizabeth Shoe in it. Elizabeth Shoe. It's called, it goes by another name, it goes by Night on the Town or something. Ah, in, in America. Is that, that the American name? I, I was looking for it once and it wouldn't show it, but I, mm. I went into her, <coughs> Elizabeth Shoe's um, portfolio. Into her drawers. Yeah. Oh, I don't. <laughs> Um, I and found it totally different name, so yeah, okay. it must be named differently. But yeah, that was my that was my Robocop at the time. All right, <laughs> <Robocop. okay. laughs> uh, Chris Columbus, of course, also discovered America in 1492. Yeah, wish I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, uh, one final, uh, one final thing from the credits. Uh, it's a John Hughes production. Oh God! A film, obviously, a, a film that kept him very rich for a very long life. He's still with us. To oh no, no, he isn't. Um, oh, he's gone. But no, I thought <laughs> that would have been uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Would have been his magic. Well, you would think so, but this is the this is the one that is this was, the one? Yeah, this is the yeah this is the one that made all the sales. Um, Breakfast Club, Planes, Trains, did the Vacation movies, and could I be honest with you? The I think insurpassable Baby's Day Out. <laughs> I love Baby's Day Out. I think it's mwah. It's uh, old style Buster Keaton esque. Oh, That's it good, is. It? Yeah, Joe Pantoliano as well. <laughs> yeah, so he is. Uh, he also wrote Made in Manhattan. Yuck. Oh, what? Uh, not to be confused, of course, with the ex Hibs player and manager John Yogi Hughes. We opened what is surely the biggest house I've ever seen. Right, so I've got. A I'll get these out of the way Please. first of all, because every time I look at that house, I always want it. But I looked it up. It's only got six bedrooms and six bathrooms. Oh, only? Well, well. only? Yeah, yeah. But but with the size of that family, you thought it'd be bigger. Um, and it's worth and it sold for around about one point nine million. Um, so it's a lot higher than the normal price of round about Illinois. Illinois. I, 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 the, the house is round about or round about one point one million. But because that was okay. in the film, it's a lot lot higher. Okay. By the way, the Murphy house across the road. Right, you know when when Kevin rings up the police and he says he says hello, yes, my name's Mister Murphy, and I live at such and such a house, and my yes. house is being robbed. And then he runs across the house to the Murphy house, this little prick, Mitch Murphy's parents. the The Murphy house is tiny in comparison. I oh, mean, yeah. it's bigger than both our houses smashed together. <laughs> Rachel turned to me and went, "How much would you hate looking at those rich bastards across the road if I you know. live there?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's fair. That's a fair point." <laughs> it's like fucking Downton Abbey. This house, by the way, um, it's full of kids, kids and adults, and they're all ignoring this cop. Inverted commas. The great Joe Pesci. Mm-hmm. Um, we meet Kevin McAllister. Uh, so this film is thirty-two years old now, right? Yes. It, was Kevin a name we were giving children in nineteen eighty-two? Maybe it Kevin, was Kevin Bridges. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we're certainly names that Scottish people were giving her. I've got <laughs> Uncle Kevin, uh, who's in his sixties. So yeah, possibly. Um, Uncle Frank, who's a prick, uh, won't let him watch this movie that the big kids can. She's not interested because she's on the phone. And he's a little shit jumping about, carrying on, and just basically misbehaving. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin, of course, made his debut in the Burke Lancaster film Rocket Gibraltar in 1988. What? Nope. Me either, John. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Uncle Buck, this, and then My Girl. 
we will not be referencing. We will not be referencing my girl throughout this episode. I kind of promise. Uh, famously divorced his parents uh, to be adopted by Michael Jackson in 1993. Oh no! Uh, okay, no. Uh, they spent all his money, didn't they? Well, they were trying to, and. In a 2009 interview with the Metro, of all fucking people, what? he says what he did at the time was not divorce his parents, but he took his parents from names on his trust to save his money. Yeah. And instead got somebody to control that trust. Good motherfucking choice, motherfucker, because he is now worth $18 million. Yeah, that's great, right? Because uh, don't was, need to work. I was looking at... Uh, he never does, well... He dated Mila Kunis as well, so we <sighs> must have money because uh, <laughs> it's not that, it's not that good to look at. <laughs> um, but I, I was looking at how much he made them for Home Alone Two. So he was twelve year old when we made that. So he mm-hmm. made four point two million. So he was the wow. highest paid highest paid twelve year old ever. Wow, because he was only paid like a hundred thousand for this. Aye, yeah, yeah. So I think they obviously they knew we were only a winner. So yeah, I mean, only he name his price. Yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. I would have kept them in Nintendos and power gloves. <laughs> yeah, it would. Talk, boys. Um, Dad comes in. Uh, again, not really a character. Uh, he's complaining that he can't find the voltage converter for his shaver. Uh, Universal Travel Adapter, John. Uh, fifteen ninety nine on that website with all the boxes. You know the one. Ah, uh, the one. The one. Uh, an American appliance runs on 110 volts, while European appliances are 220 volts. Uh, for those not in the UK... We have three-pronged plugs, whereas Europe has two. I've got three prongs, whereas you've just got two. Saves, saves on metal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Who needs an earth, eh? Yeah. Who needs no, earth? yeah. <laughs> um, Kevin's been playing with fish hooks and glue guns, and he's not even feeling bad. He's told to pack his case, and he doesn't know how. So he asks his cousin. I can't figure out who these are. I right? Know. I think one of the girls is his sister. Uh, a couple of them, because it shows you the picture and that was a family, I'm sure. There was yeah, two I couldn't quite figure it out. And they say he's useless. And the girl, the cousin is like, you're what the French call less incompetent. Which I'm like, all right, dickhead. I know. I looked it up. It's just incompetent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not the incompetent, is it? That incompetent, exactly. Yeah. Smart ass kid. Look yeah. at us adult men. <laughs> adult men that are only yeah, like, you know, a short stretch kid. of water away from uh, knowing English, French better than they do. Prick. Kill banan, big man. That's what I can say. Kill banan. <laughs> she should fair me her bush. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, le discotheque, le pompel mousse. Uh, big fan of the pompel mousse. It is my favourite type of fruit. Uh, <laughs> um, he has to share a bed with his cousin Fuller, who wets the bed, uh, which yeah. caused him to have this stampy fit. When I grow up, I'm living alone. Now, I said in uh, t- two years ago, I said two years ago, Christ, can't change your mind in two years, but I said two years ago, he's such a cute kid. And I think he is played a lot less stroppy in the second one than he is here. Yes. And I guess he learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. I guess he's a yeah. better son and he learned his lesson. Nah, he's, a better, he's a better person as well because, yeah, you're right in this one. He's, just, he's not a likeable character, put it that way, but he is a bit more in the second one. Okay, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, right, we're in, Buzzy's, we're in Buzzy's bedroom. Buzzy's the big brother. Uh, the only one to come back for that fucking last just, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I turned that off. I managed twenty five minutes of that, uh, and, and I was, 
I was drunk. It was too much. Oh, Jesus. The great Ashlyn B couldn't save that. That's a shame. And that That's fat shame. little kid from Jojo Rabbit. Man, I wish I'd seen his oh, shoes man. hanging from the fucking... Anyway. <laughs> oh, anyway. Bleak, man. Enough <laughs> about killing fat acting kids. Um... <laughs> um uh, Buzzy's explaining that he's got this tarantula. The tarantula will be fine while they're away because he just ate a bunch of mice guts. <laughs> like, okay. Right. Um, I, I, I typed into Google, can tarantulas eat mice, right? Um, tarantulas in the wild, if they're large ones, will eat small mice or lizards, but most of them right. are too small to eat them. Uh, mice can also bite and kill a tarantula, which you wouldn't want. Um, yep. You are better off feeding them what are called pinkies which are baby mice. Uh, you basically buy them frozen and you thaw them out. Nice. Uh, and it just made me feel sad. Um, the website I read was like, oh, it's a nice treat for them. Oh, baby mice. No. Oh, that's like no shame. That. I don't like that at all. Yeah, so it looks as if uh, you sh- you're only should feed them or at least try and feed young ones every 47 days and the larger ones every 7 to 10 days. Because oh, right. Because okay. they'd be good for a couple of weeks, didn't they? Yeah, he does. Yeah, okay. But no, no, it's, it's, that's, a, that's a lie. <laughs> Kevin comes in and he says, what do you want, Flemwad? Turns out Kevin wants to share the bed with him. Uh, outside, we see old man Marley, who Buzz claims is the South Bend Shovel Slayer, which I thought, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, in 1958, he murdered his family, allegedly, salts the sidewalks with the mummified bodies of his victims, which nice. doesn't work to me. Ready for a bit of a fat dump, John? Go for it. Uh, South Bend is the fourth largest city in Indiana, incorporated in 1865, uh, with 103,453 people as of the 2020 census. Uh, it's home to the Studebaker Museum, you know, the cars, as well as the South Bend Roller Girls, which I think is probably a post-apocalyptic sci-fi film from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting pictures of whippet in my head. With just, uh, <laughs> oh, it's a great film, by the way. Good, isn't it? Yeah, Elliot, Elliot Page is really good in that. That's a uh, Drew Barrymore directed film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, the uh, South Bend Roller Girls were f- uh, founded in 2010, uh, and they are a roller derby team. Derby, derby, dickheads. Uh, anyway, uh, murders in 1958 in America. There's a handful, but I quite liked the following two. Bronzer Parks. He was a boat builder in Maryland. He was shot dead by the guy paying him to build his sailboat, Willis C. Rowe, when he decided it was too expensive. What? <laughs> I know. And Pearl Eaton Levant. She was an actor, dancer, and choreographer in the 1910s and 20s. She was murdered on September the 10th, 1958. The case has never been solved. But I've got Rachel on it, and I expect it to be figured out roughly by about March. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God you've got her on it. It's, uh, yeah. Old fucking cold case plant downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, does salt mummify bodies? Yes, it does, John. I found an article by PubMed, which sounds like a much better version of Club Med to me. Um, I'll read a portion of the abstract. Um, Go for that. Adiposia is a post-mortem change alternative to putrefaction. Sprinkling table salt over a corpse to hasten disintegration and keep carnivores and nibblers off is a feature of ritualistic burial. Uh, Described is an unusual murder concealment, whereas in an assailant put a quantum of table salt over and around the dead body whilst burying it in the jungle to hasten 
in disintegration. Unexpected adipoca uh, involving table salt preserved the body and firearm injuries. Oh my god! What? What were you get caught? I had to sign up and pay to get the full article, so I didn't get any details on the years. Just the uh, just the abstract from it. Just abstract. That abstract. was really cool. I liked that, that a lot. Uh, <laughs> anyway, on with the film. Um, outside. Oh. Just then, this little Nero's pizza kid arrives, knocking yeah. over the metal jockey statue, which becomes a common theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything hits that bloody thing, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, little Nero's John, not real. Um, little Nero's pizza. I found a takeaway in Limerick, though, in the Republic of Ireland. So, Mono and Kira, nip over. I know that's near to you. Get us a review, uh, please. That would be good. Not a cheesy review. <laughs> yeah, all for yourselves. $122.50 for 10 pizzas. It's wow. 12 bucks a piece, really. Um, Mr. McAllister explains to the cop that they've got automated lights and alarms, so there's nothing to worry about. And this is the line. Fuller opens the can of Pepsi, and the look he gives Kevin, like, with his <laughs> eyebrows. It's so fucking cute. It's, it's so, so good, cute. isn't it? It really is. Uh, is it? the best looking of the Culkins. Uh, ah, because he was in a few things. He was in that. Um, oh god, that he's in Succession, and he's a pervy little bastard in Succession. Oh, is he? I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, he's one of uh, he's uh, one of Brian Cox's sons in Succession. Right. It's very. And good. he's uh, in Scott Pilgrim, isn't he? Uh, he is. Igby goes down. Yeah, all those. Yeah, down, he's yeah. great in Scott Pilgrim as well. I god, nah, it's been so long. Good. I have to watch that again. Um, I was looking at the van as well. That Nero's that says it's got a pizza delivery. I I don't know if you know this, but did you know that Pizza has got a delivery guaranteed delivery? Pizza Hut. It used pizza. to, yeah. So it says if the delivery exceeds forty minutes um, from your order being late, you receive a ten pound Pizza Hut delivery voucher code. Jesus, so, they, that would be an absolute treat around here. Getting a takeaway pizza on a Saturday night in Carlisle is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Best off just staying sober and driving and getting it. Do that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I collect all my stuff now. I can't be doing that. Don't yeah. charge. It's a pain in the ass, isn't it? Um, Buzz eats the last of Kevin's cheese pizza. And this causes Kevin to tackle Buzz, knocking milk all over the passports and the tickets. I loved the line, by the way, from the mum. Uh, Drink all the milk. <laughs> it needs to be finished. Aye. Such, a, such mum a mum thing, thing before you go away, isn't it? Aye. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Cups of tea we have in our house if we're, if we're going away and we're not leaving the oat milk behind. Yeah, eat all the bread. Eat all your yeah. bread. <laughs> uh, mopping up the milk, Mr. McAllister throws away an airplane ticket. We see this clearly. Uh, and this is Uncle Frank getting upset. Look what you did, you little jerk. Uh, and this is where I decided he's the true villain. Ah, he really is. He's such an asshole, man. Kevin gets sent to the attic, and we learn the whole family are going on holiday for Christmas to Paris. But because Kevin's complained about full of piss in the bed, Mum said, you know, okay, you can just stay up there yourself. It's punishment enough. Great, because that explains why nobody want Kevin up. Um, he tells his mum he hopes he never sees any of them again. I wish they would all just disappear. In the night, there's a storm, right? Mm -hmm. And a tree comes down and it knocks out the power and the phone lines because, stupidly, they're on the same fucking pylon. Yeah, yeah. Right beside the Transformers. Can you, imagine, can you imagine that in your job? Oh, mate. <laughs> red, red and windy weather, man. Um, that morning at 8am, the airport shuttles are here. The electric alarm, of course, is off. It's doing that flashing 12 o'clock. Yeah, oh, yeah. there's nothing worse, is there? 
and it says we've all got 45 minutes to get to the airport. Is it, is it get to the airport or get on the flight? Not on the flight. The flight leaves in 45 minutes. So I looked this up. So on American flights, if you're traveling within the USA, you need to be there 45 minutes before the mm-hmm. flight and 60 minutes if it's out within the USA. So the fact that they're going for 45 minutes to get to the, on the flight. Mm. We'll, we'll come to that. We'll come to that because I've got a theory. Um, cool. There's this montage of them getting ready. Now, this little shit-heel kid, Mitch Murphy, from across the road, comes oh. over. What? He has got the voice of a 50-year-old man, isn't he? Yeah. Hey, mister, what, you know, you know, what, how much gas does it do to the, what gallon to the mile and all this kind of stuff? And, hey, mister, what, where are you going? Hey, how many people can you fit in it? And then he goes through the fucking bags. He's playing with the toys. He's taking, taking photos. He's like, you little dick. dick. And he gets counted in the head count. Have a good trip. Bring me back something French. Fuck off, Mitch. <laughs> I know you're you bastard. <laughs> uh, the guy from the power company comes in and says the phone lines are going to be down for a few days. Keep that in mind. Um, in the airport, right? They're able to run right through the airport to the gate. Yeah. No security. Right. The tickets aren't checked, and they can yep. take whatever seats are free. And the reason for this, of course, is because 9/11's still 11 years away. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's why yeah. you can just fucking do what you want. Do you that remember, did. right? You used to just be able to go through to the gate with whoever you were seeing off. I or if like in all the films as well, you could um, if you were in love with somebody, you could actually literally chase them right up to the the, the point. Where <laughs> yeah, you you absolutely <laughs> could. You absolutely could. Yeah. And, uh, then the level ruined romance <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> that's very true. The parents are flying first class, and the kids are where? Oh, and coach. I think they're in that fucking class where all the Irish people are in Titanic. Do you, uh, this this scene really wound me up. This uncle prick when he was doing that with the with the, the crystal is like, oh, that's real crystal. crystal. What Put was it? Was it like a salt shaker? Was it? Shake? Shake? Was it? Okay, uh, I couldn't figure out what it was. I watched oh. it twice. Yeah, it's real crystal. Put it in your bag. Put it in your bag. Oh yeah, fill her up. It is free, isn't it? Fucking hell. Oh. I mean, look, right, we, we can both be accused of Scottish thrift, you and me. We yes. can both be yeah, called yeah. tight. But I think if somebody, if somebody, we had like money for one pint left and somebody was in need of a pint, we'd probably buy him a pint. Yeah. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? I, 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 he's awful. And there's this bit where he's going, oh, sorry, because he has to pay for the pizza. And he's like, oh, no, sorry, all my money's in traveller's checks. I know. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, By the way, we've done traveller's checks before, which is why I didn't do uh, it again. Yeah. Uh, back in the house, some really cute just woken up acting from Macaulay Culkin here. He looks, his hair's up and he's blink. Oh, he's really good little acting here. Um, right. He's eating his cereal and watching Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, the original? The original, the OG. 1947 film. I didn't realise the little girl was Natalie Wood. Uh, she makes Ooh. it to the end of this film because there's no boats in it. <laughs> oh, uh, <that's> nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no husband to push her off the boat. Uh, yeah, it won three Oscars. Edmund Gwynn for best supporting actor. He's Santa. Uh, best writing and best original story. The remake, 1994, starred Richard Attenborough as Santa and had Thank a you. screenplay by John Hughes. There's your connection. Uh. There you go. There's your connection. Um, absolutely. Oh, I missed this bit. When they're running through the they're running through the airport, the song is Run Rudolph Run by Chuck uh, Berry. And you know it when it's a Chuck Berry song, because you just know, don't you? Uh, uh, 
made it to number 69 in the US charts. Oh. Nice. And 48 in Ireland, as well as 36 here. It has been covered, John, by Deep Breath, Cheap Trick, Foo Fighters, Kelly Clarkson, Billy Idol, CeeLo Green, amongst a ton of others. And this is my fact of the episode. Because it's so mental, I've just taken it direct from Wikipedia. Chuck Berry reported that he wrote the song himself, but then discovered that the name Rudolph was trademarked by Johnny Marks, the writer of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Marks sued and consequently was given songwriting credit, although he, quoted by Chuck Berry, had nothing to do with the song. Berry also said that the name M. Brody which is on there, not Marcus Brody. <laughs> he, got lost in his, he got lost in his own museum. Uh, um, M. Brody, who's also credited, does not exist, but was a pseudonym created as a, a scheme to make more money for Marx and his publisher. <laughs> well. Yeah, on the single, it gives writing credits to Seabury Music and M. Brody. All subsequent cover versions of the song are credited to Marx and Brody, as published right. by Marx's St. Nicholas Music. So that's God, me that's never singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer again. Wow. Jesus, that is a fact and a half. That, mate, we will come back to Mr. Marks the prick again <laughs> later. <laughs> we will we will come back. Anyway, Kevin wanders around the house looking for his family, and in the basement he sees the furnace, which he thinks is a monster. This furnace, like, kind of monster we, thing. Uh, it looks like it had a radiator inside it. It did, look at the electric fire in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of these gas things. Yeah. Kevin comes to the realisation that what, John? He's a prick. Well, that as well. I made my family disappear. Oh, God, no. uh, that, Mon- that, that's probably the cheesiest line in yeah, it. Yeah, I think fair. so. Yeah, well, it's certainly up there with... Um, have you had enough yet? Or are you hungry for more? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm prov- improvised, by the way. Oh, that line, was it? All right, right okay. That was all his. Montage of him eating popcorn, jumping on the bed, and I could just feel the fucking crumbs of popcorn in the bed. <laughs> he opens Buzz's trunk where he reads Playboy. Yeah. Now, we've done Playboy, so I couldn't go into it. Well, you think you couldn't, but John, the June 1989 issue of Playboy broadcast nudes starring Erica Elnick. Ooh. Oh, now you're interested. <laughs> now you're just only if she'll jump out of a cake for you on a boat. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. There's something else on it. Do, do we need to go back to that? Do we? Uh, Don't think so. I, I watched that a couple of weeks ago. Is it bad? Uh, it's like brutal. It's just him did his, and then it's just one fucking hat. <laughs> yeah, really badly ended. Uh, Get, it's like that fun we watched for the the crack chop and the wee midget. <laughs> 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 Sorry, dwarf. <laughs> you said that comment. <laughs> um, there's a copy of that particular issue of Playboy, John, for sale on, again, the website with the boxes, secondhand, £34.95. What? Who wants to tug off to Arika Elmick that much that they won't just look her up on the internet? I know. Plus, all the pages are sticky. Yeah. On the subject of tugging off, there's also a picture of Buzz's girlfriend. Who's a boy? In a wig. Yeah. <laughs> the art director's son. I looked at that as like, that's yeah. a boy. So I double checked. That was one ugly girl. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Uh, yeah, Aye. the decision was made by the director that he didn't want any girl to have that stigma. Uh, and Aye. so put, that, put, put a boy in a wig, which is, which is fair. Aye, that's fair enough. He finds some firecrackers, firecrackers uh, from AmericanPyro.com. 
I might be on a register now. Uh, originally developed in the second century BC in ancient Luyang, China. It is believed the first natural firecrackers were bamboo stalks that when thrown in a fire would explode with a bang because of overheating of the hollow air pockets within the bamboo. Oh. It's your old bamboo. Hey! da 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 da, da. <laughs> He commandeers Buzzy's pellet gun. Um, uh, BB gun. Oh, was it a BB gun, was it? So I, I looked up BB guns. So BB guns were first invented in 1886, and the term BB relates to the size of the steel balls. Okay. They're usually 4.6 millimeters. All right. Okay. Very good. He makes himself a bowl of ice cream and marshmallows and sits down to watch Angels with Dirty Faces. Now, we all know this. It's the black and oh, white. Is it, no, is it no Angels with Dirty Souls? Oh, is this Angels with Dirty Souls? Oh, sorry, the, the, the actual film is Angels with Dirty Faces. Yes, very good. Because there's two of them. So, so this one, it's Angels with Filthy Souls. And, yeah. the next, and the next one's Angels with Filthier Souls. Yeah, that's uh, the one. Well, that's the one. Angels with Dirty Faces is a real Jimmy Cagney film. Uh, but I can't have that one because we had that one in the original uh, <laughs> that we did two years ago. Um, this is the kind of, I'm going to give you to the count of ten. One, two, ten. Bravo! <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Keep the change, you filthy animal. And <laughs> this scares the kids because you're a sensitive boy, ain't you, Tommy? <laughs> nah, he really is. Was it? Was it any crunch taters? Uh, crunch gators, yeah. Oh, because apparently they're, they're no longer a thing. All right, okay. I looked them up, but apparently they were discontinued in the nineties. No, it no longer exists. They're uh, hot and spicy jalapeno. Potato chips. Oh man, I wanted some of those, definitely. Uh, they're done, they're gone. On the flight, we're going through a list of things. And mom remembers that she left Lydia in the attic and that Beetlejuice is a massive pervert. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Same mum, wrong film. Wrong yeah. film, yeah. Yeah. And this this is the line that fucking gets me with Uncle Frank of all of them. Oh, if it makes you feel any better, I forgot my reading glasses. Yeah. Oh, Fucking, oh, I, just, I hate him more than I hate the White Bandits. Oh yeah, he's the fucking heel of the yeah, film, he's man. Just definitely, Absolutely. definitely the. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it's intentional just to take the heat off the White Bandits because <laughs> Daniel Stenner, Daniel Stenner, that are just so really yeah. funny. Yeah, they are. Apart, apart from biting Macaulay Culkin's finger and making it bleed. All right, okay. Which bit's that? So apparently, see the bit where he says at the end when he's going to nibble his fingers. Oh, apparently, yeah. when he takes the bit, did he, he really he broke, he broke the skin? Wow, wow! Um, back in the street, Joe Pesci or Harry, uh, he's telling grown-up Fred Savage's Daniel Stern uh, that all the <laughs> houses have timers, and specifically the McAllister house will have lots to rob, including odd marketable securities. It's like jewellery and odd marketable securities. Marketable securities are basically like bonds and oh, shares right. and things like that. Anything that kind of like a, a debt levied against it. Mm-hmm. So that's your kind of your marketable securities, which I'd never heard of a term. I think I'd heard of securities, yeah. but never that particular thing. Uh, it explains the family are away in Paris. Of course, as they try to get the back, Kevin hears them, turns on the lights, which scares them off. Kevin comes out from under the bed and runs out the house. I'm no longer afraid. Blah blah blah. He runs into who? Oh, the old man smellers. Old man <laughs> Marley. That's right. Yeah, and char- charges back to bed screaming. Uh, in Paris, Mum takes the phone off of a French woman because obnoxious American tourist. Uh, and the sister says, "I'm sorry, you've got to help us because our brother is home alone." Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> 
Did they win a prize? They, yeah, they win the movie. Absolutely, they win the movie. Uh, Mob calls the cops in their little town who don't give a fuck. Oh, they really do not. Right. They get past, past the penalty post. Oh, because it's Christmas, though, isn't it? So, you know, they'll uh, yeah. don't care. Um, this cop bangs on the door and scares him even more. So, of course, he doesn't answer the door. We find out that there's no flights home for three days. But if she wants to stay in the airport, they'll keep them on reserve, which seems like a really fucking not the right way to do it. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a better way to take. Yeah, exactly. And then did it, I've always thought this works this film. Why did she not just go back in the morning? I just don't understand it. Mm. Rather than just wait. Because at the end of the day, he's already there home alone. He's not yeah. going to get any dead. He's not going to get any dead, or is he? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, John. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. No, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, there's this, by the way, there's this bit on the flight where they're on the flight and they can't be on the flight that long, but it's it's sleepy time, right, on the flight. Now, let's say, for instance, this flight left at the very, very, very latest, 10 o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. Why would it be dark when they're in the air until halfway, at, at, at the most halfway? On the flight, mm. do you know what I mean? Because yeah. like it doesn't get dark here until what four o'clock? What? Yeah. So you know they leave at eight over there. So let's say eight is one o'clock here. Yeah, it's not going to be dark like until halfway through the flight. Uh, why yeah, must that. films light to us? Why? They always light us, me. You always catch them. Though. I do always catch them. Always one step ahead. <laughs> one step ahead. Thirty-two years on. <laughs> the next morning, Kevin's getting himself ready for the day. Uh, and did you see what aftershave he put on? Brute for men. Yeah, splash it on, yeah. Splash it Get on, on yeah. Uh, Brute aftershave was created in 1964 in the US by Fabergé. Uh, not your man with the eggs, but still. Uh, advertised, of course, by Henry Cooper and Kevin Keegan in the UK, but. Wasn't Kevin Keegan in Germany? It was Franz Beckenbauer in West Germany in the seventies. Oh, okay, uh, okay, there you go. indeed. It, this is where he does that first screaming, holding his face thing, which we all remember. Yeah. But what I didn't remember is he does it twice in this film. Yeah, yeah. like he does it again. Why does he do it again? Why, like, surely he realizes and, he's a kid. And when you put aftershave on, not that I do because I've got a beard, but when you put aftershave on after shaving, it's because you have. Cut yourself. Yeah, that that hurts. Yeah. So that wouldn't hurt him again. Lion films. Why <sighs> must they do it? Um, making young boys, making young boys worry for absolutely exactly no right. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, of course, the person that does this impression best is Selma Hayek in Dogma, so, not the one with the kid who goes left. You know, left in the house alone. Who does ah? Somebody <laughs> sold their soul to get the grosses up on that piece of shit. <laughs> it's easily one of my favourite lines from Dogma, which Christ was one of the previous. A hundred episodes we have done. God, yeah. I know, yeah. So long ago. We've done a few. We've done Uh, a few. He climbs Buzzy's shelves to get out, to get to his savings. And of course, all the shelves collapse and it wrecks the room as well as letting out the tarantula. Yeah, it's a big one, isn't it? The yeah, big boy. Indeed it is. Meanwhile, in the Murphy house, the wet bandits are robbing the place. Uh, good. That'll teach that scrope Mitch Murphy uh, when he doesn't get any presents. Uh, there's a call on the answer phone from Mr. McAllister saying they're in Paris, asking him to give him a call urgently. Great news to Marvin Harry, because it means he's home alone. Yeah, they know it. 
At they, the sh- they know it. They do. At the shop, Kevin's buying a toothbrush. He's like, is this recommended by the Dental Association of America? And I'm like, I, I, oh. I actually checked this. Yeah. I actually checked that. So, um, either standards. So, the American Dental Association standards are used for testing the safety of manual toothbrushes. So, that is actually a thing. All right. Oh, cool. Old man Marvy comes in in these fucking massive dominatrix boots, by the way. Oh, man, there's some... I'm wearing boots, man. They're brilliant. I'm, I'm old man Marley in my fuck-me-boots, Kevin. <laughs> and we're going to wait for the two of them for you, you little shit. Oh, you shouldn't be afraid of me. You should be afraid of my basement, though. <laughs> Probably got that fucking chair from Burn Without Reading, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. Uh, he puts his hand on the counter, which is wrapped in a bloody bandage. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I had no idea where that had come from unless he'd been making a wooden pickle for Santa and had an accident. Better Christmas film? Question mark. Definitely. <laughs> this causes Kevin to run out with a toothbrush. And this this shop, which is like the fucking like a shop out of Gremlins, isn't it? It's I like really that. Am, really? Hey Jimmy, stop that boy! <laughs> this kid, this kid. It's, just starts sprinting after him. He's like shoplifter, and the cop comes on. You're like, what a bunch of fucking grasses! Little boy's just got a toothbrush. Uh, this fat cop is chasing him and this fat beat cop is chasing him uh, and he slides across this ice which is is cute you know that's cute but he just keeps going whoa whoa <laughs> and he's quite blatantly whoa. on being pulled on some sort of sledge <laughs> or something isn't he um, he gets away we next see him trudging home and now I'm a fugitive from the law or something which is kind of cute no it's funny he nearly gets run over by Harry and Marv um, they follow him in the van and this causes Kevin to run to church, where he hides in the nativity in what looks like some sort of Jedi robes. <laughs> ah, Thomas J. Sennett? Now there's a name I haven't heard in a long time. I told you there'd be more fucking My Girl references, didn't I? I told you. Oh, he needs his glasses, John. Oh, he's fucking good. He needs his reading glasses. <laughs> Get my reader Frank. <laughs> uh, that night, there's a fucking swinging party happening at the McCallister. Oh, it looks good as well. It is, it is good. I mean, the, the kids are fucking genius. Uh, loads of silhouettes of people dancing. Turns out they're all dummies, mannequins. Where the fuck has he got all these mannequins from? Uh, well, one was uh, Jordan, wasn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, Michael Jordan. Michael yeah. Jordan. Yeah, I... Um, I dropped the ball and didn't do anything on Michael Jordan, but surely we all know enough about Michael Jordan. Or maybe I'm waiting until we do Space Jam. Yeah, uh, he used to play for the Chicago Chicago Bulls. He did. There you go. There you go. Number Fact. 23 of the Chicago Bulls. Go on, I'll let yeah. you have that. Uh, did you re- did you recognise the song that's going on in this scene? No. Rocking Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee from 1958. Written, John, by our new nemesis, Johnny Marks. Oh, really? That fucking oh, old prick, right? 20... I, prefer the, I prefer the Kim Wilde version. <laughs> what, the uh, Mel and Kim version and Kim, with yeah. Will Smith? Um, yeah, uh, that's third in the UK, 16th in Denmark's brilliantly named Track Liston chart. Ooh, that's going to be a new favourite for us, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. the Track Liston chart. Um but now we can't listen to that. We've got to pay Old Man Marks with our souls. Oh, fucking hell, man. Uh, the original one uh, sold 25 million copies worldwide and is the fourth most downloaded Christmas song, really? according to the Radio Times. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, 
I couldn't find anything in that article. It was like a, it was like a like a, a rundown of like the twenty five best Christmas songs, mm. and there was nothing. So no, it's the fourth most downloaded Christmas. So I thought, brilliant. So there'll be a thing off that saying what the other three are. But no, and I worked just my way through the whole in. article, and at no point did it say. And this oh. is the most downloaded Christmas single. So I was like, "Oh fucking!" I would have liked that extra fact. Thank you very much. Yeah, the sucker jury right end, didn't they? They did, mate, as they always do. That's how they get you, clickbait, mate. That's, that's <laughs> it was fucking clickbait, bastards. Uh, <laughs> it fools the wet bandits, and they leave. Uh, meanwhile, in France, they're having no luck getting hold of Interpol. Uh, I, yeah, I assume it's Interpol. <laughs> it must be. Yeah. But uh, Uncle Prick is uh, running about just feeding everybody prawns. I'm like, what are you doing, you fanny? <laughs> so I always, I I can't remember what episode we t- we talked about this on, but I know we've talked about this, where Americans call prawns, oh, it must have been uh, Forrest Gump. Yes. Um, they shrimp. call, yeah, they call it shrimp. Um, and you're kind of like, okay, uh, I get it. But he, he comes out with, or like this big platter of prawns. Who wants who wants shrimp? And it's like, oh no, those are for later. Like they're in a hotel room. Where where's the shrimp kept? What oh, no. what are they? I, like I couldn't understand where. Like if they were staying somewhere, yeah. I'd understand if you'd been in the fridge or whatever. Anyway, it's a wonderful life in French. Uh, the French title is uh, La Vie est belle. Uh, life is beautiful. Oh, or nice. life is nice. I think that is. Uh, anyway, my French is terrible. French listeners, of which we have none, tell us. Uh, and this was me slagging up that girl for not being able to speak French earlier on, wasn't it? <laughs> so you are. Les incompetents. <laughs> That's me. That's me. Okay. Um, at the McAllister house, little Nero's pizza's here, and Kevin's using the film to answer all the delivery lads' questions. It's clever, or at least it's 1990s family film clever. Yeah, uh, and he's like a lovely cheese pizza just for me, basic bitch. Uh, what's your favourite no. pizza, John? Uh, it's uh, either meat feast or old school pepperoni. Okay, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Brew dog, uh, uh, vegan mighty meaty for me, please. Ooh. Oh yes, please. All the spice, all the meat, and about twelve pints of punk, please. <laughs> uh, anyway, you're just you're just weaning yourself. Right, aren't you? I am like I am. <laughs> Back in the airport, oh, speaking of fucking wound up, this old woman has convinced Moira Rose from Shit's Creek to give her $500, the upgrade on the basic seats, a ring, a pocket translator, the earrings, and then she's like, is that a Rolex? And the line is, oh, is that Rolex real? Do you think it's real? (laughs) It's a great little line. (laughs) I love the look of do you think it's real? She's like, no. Oh, but who can tell? <laughs> it's exactly. just, oh, she, oh, God, Catherine O'Hara is perfect, isn't she? She, she is fantastic. She, oh, she's wonderful. She needs to be in more things. It's been, oh, she, but she is in a lot of stuff. She's in all the, uh, she's, oh, she's, and again, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it in the second, second film when we did that, uh, Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, which Mono was talking about this week. Mono, let's do Best in Show on something. Uh, and um, for your consideration, the Waiting for Guffman thing. Oh, man, Home for Purim. Oh, yes, please. All of those. I love them. All the, all the Michael McKeon fucking improv films. But she's great. But she has her eyes out, and she still has to be begged. But... She she allows her to be begged, and mom's on her way. She's on her way. She's on her way. She's on the plane. Uh, she was on, by the way, uh, an American Airlines plane. I spotted here. We did a little bit on the uh, on the previous uh, previous one of these, a little bit on American Airlines, and we're going to yeah. do some more. Ooh. 
I love an airline. Uh, American Airlines founded in 1926. This is from their website, by the way. Has roughly 6,800 flights a day to over 300 destinations in over 40 countries and over 200 million passengers every day. Every year. That would be astonishing. Um, They're also massive fans of letting you fly in first while your kids cause havoc in cages in the hold. Oh, that's good. Well done there, guys. Uh, It's not against any rules to leave your kids in economy as long as there's an adult with them. But they were breaking the rules. Yeah, because they had that teenage lassie. Yeah, I think she was probably under 18. Yeah, She was only 16 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In this little supermarket back home, after Kevin's done the, uh, the the brute joke and wished his family back again. Uh, this cashier shows more interest in him than any of the cops put together. And she's like, are you, uh, are you on your own here? Lady, I'm eight years old. Would I be here on my own? <laughs> I don't think so. And it's a really cute kind of thing. Uh, and he's like, he's like, do you know if these microwave meals are any good? I don't know. Oh, well, I'll give them a try. There's some like army men. For the kids. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's cute. Uh, well, he's always reading the wee magazine. And yeah, it's, got, it's, it's really cool. cute. Well yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. Walking home, the bottom falls out of the carrier bags and he's shopping everywhere. And I don't care, when it doesn't happen to you, that's never not funny. <laughs> oh, I say. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad he saved it. Yeah. He's he's doing the washing back home, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. in, in the basement. Did you see what he was washing with, John? I thought it was just detergent. It was tied. Oh, Tide, I've got to be comfort yeah. as well. Um, America's most famous brand of laundry detergent, according to the website by Procter & Gamble, introduced in 1946, and the highest selling detergent brand in the world. A what? 32-load bottle. Christ, I wish I had a 32-load bottle. <laughs> uh, costs £22.64 on the company with the big boxes, uh, compared mm-hmm. to a 35-load bottle of Bold for six quid at Asda. So you know what to do. Get yourself to Associated Dairies, which nobody's yeah. calling it. Nobody's calling it Associated Dairies. The furnace starts to kick off, doesn't it, while he's doing the washing. And he just turns around and goes, oh, well, you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and what I really liked here is we're seeing growth in the character. And I always yeah. love it when you see growth in a character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you start to, start to get it. Marv shows up and tries the back door. Uh, Kev clocks, puts the film on, scares him off, especially when he lights firecrackers in a pan which makes it seem mm. like the gunfire. I'm pretty sure he would have set fire at the house doing that, but what do I know? Oh, God, eh? Uh, Mom lands in Scranton, John. Yeah, Scranton. Right. Where have we heard that before? Where have we heard that before? We talked about Scranton because our baseball team is the Scranton Rail Riders. <laughs> do you is. remember? It it's yeah. where Joe Biden's from, is Scranton. Um, <laughs> she's travelling from Scranton to Chicago. There's no flights. It's 702 miles and will take you 10 hours and 37 minutes to drive. 18 hours on the train. I don't understand that. Uh, or two hours to fly for $64 US. 18 hours? 18 hours on the train. train. The fucking trains in America are is nearly as bad as the trains here, aren't they? Bad. But yes, yeah, Scranton. We haven't talked about the fucking Scranton Rail Riders in so long. It's been that long that I should forgot the world team. <laughs> yeah. um, she's got there via Dallas, uh, but there's no more flights. Uh, it says if it costs her soul, she's going to get home to her son. And this is where the film just throws a turn that you didn't expect coming if you'd never seen no. it. And when I was, and let's say I was probably 11 when I saw this, when it was out on video here for the first time, so just turned 11. The late great who. 
John Candy. Oh, man. John Candy. Take he him made this for his own. Yeah, yeah. yeah was almost all of his Gus Polinsky stuff, the polka king of the Midwest. Polka, polka, polka. All I can think of is Monty Burns. Polka, polka, polka. I love polka, polka, polka. Almost every line was was just fucking was like gold. made up. Yeah, it was yeah. all improv by him because he's a genius. Absolute yeah. genius. Uh, he says, yeah. Um, he says, he says, you you don't know us? We sold 634 records. Oh, here? Oh, no, in Sheboygan. Sheboygan? <laughs> like, did you look up Sheboygan? I did, John, did you? No, because no. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you. Would you it, love it, a good Sheboygan? <laughs> Two. It's a city in Wisconsin located on the western shore of Lake Michigan. It sounds like it's probably the other side of Lake Michigan to uh, uh, to Cult Connections co-host Maria. Maria, you're that neck of the woods. You're in the lake, so reach out and tell us if you've ever been to Sheboygan. Uh, yeah, Sheboygan. It- <laughs> <laughs> it's well known for Bratwurst, so I'm up for that. And yeah. the site of the proposed spaceport called Spaceport Sheboygan. No way. Oh, I'm not kidding. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, it's a surfing destination and has been called the Malibu of the Midwest. Fucking hell, man. Sheboygan's got a lot going for it, though. Maria, pick us up, please, because this is fucking what? I, th- I actually thought he'd made the name up. Yeah, it, it's like one of those kind of like comedy names, like uh, Walla Walla, Cookamonga. <laughs> he's brilliant I love him I absolutely love him Uh, back at the house Kevin cuts down a tree in the garden and is decorating it when the bandits see he's home alone they resolve to come back that night Um, yeah he hears him at the window doesn't he he does yeah and he's like okay I'm going to have to like look after myself here on the road the polka mobiles this budget renter van uh, and they're all playing polka music it seems fucking hellish by the way Oh, like, I quite like it. I'm not against this polka music, but I couldn't help thinking to myself, no, thank you. Nah, budget rent has been gone for a while, though. Yeah, you got anything on that? Uh, just it was found in 1958 in Los Angeles. But uh, it's been gone a long time. Yep. No. Uh, prox- it's the second biggest rental company in the US, approximately 32,000 trucks. And in the 2000 presidential election, a budget truck rental vehicle was used to deliver the deciding ballots from Palm Beach, Florida to Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, Budget truck sold the truck that was used, donating $67,100 to the American Red Cross from its sale. Can also be seen in zero effect, a view to a kill, lethal weapon three, and a film called National Champions, which didn't ring any bells at all to me. No. They're going to say National Treasure, but no, no National Treasure. Is there, did I see this? Is there a National Treasure TV series or, or yes. new films Sorry. coming to? Yep. No, no, series is coming. Nay, Sean Bean in it, though. Oh. Or, or Nick Cage. Is there Nick Cage either? Oh, is there not? No. Oh, wow. That's uh... disappointing. That is. He's yeah. a National Treasure. <laughs> hey, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh. John Candy was only reportedly paid $414 for this role, by the way. Really? Yeah. God, it's so good, isn't it, as well? It's free money, isn't it? Absolutely free money. Yeah. This is the bit where she's basically saying, have you ever gone on vacation and left your child at home? He's like, oh, no, 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 but I did leave a funeral parlour once. (laughs) She's like, what? 
Oh, yeah. Jeez, it was awful. The wife was distraught. We left a little tight there in the funeral parlour all day. All day. You know, we went back at night and apparently he'd been alone all day with a corpse. He was okay, though. After two, three weeks, he came round and started talking again. <laughs> and the line is, maybe we shouldn't talk about this. He's like, well, you brought it up. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry I did. <laughs> They bounce back like, what? That's so weird. Genius. Oh, my God. Like, and both times I'm watching it, I can see she wants to laugh. No. But it's pretty good acting. From, no. It's pretty good acting. <laughs> you can see she's wanting to laugh. Had a great, had a great time with that. He's just not in it enough. Uh, back in the town, Santa from the Grotto's leaving for the night. Kevin explains, instead of any toys, he wants his family back. Uh, Santa says, Santa will see what he can do. Uh, he, he, to, my um, my elf's taken all the candy canes back to her boyfriend, but let me see what I've got. And he gives a three, he gives him three tic tacs. That's right. <laughs> and he dry, he tries to drive off in his Honda Accord. Hello. <laughs> it breaks down. That's how you know it's a Honda. It's super, super, super Nintendo Charmers. Uh, on the way home. Kevin sees families having fun, so he heads to church. Because what's less fun at Christmas than church? Oh, yeah. Nothing better. There's a choir of kids singing in front of fucking, like, no one. There's a couple of bums, a raving derelict, and old man Marley. Mm -hmm. Old man Marley comes across to wish Kevin a Merry Christmas. Right? He explains, see that out there? That's my granddaughter. She's singing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Kevin, you don't have to be afraid. Church is where people feeling bad should be. Kevin says he's not been good, but old Mar- man Marley says it's okay. Don't worry about it. We sometimes we've not been good, and that fucking wet mouth noise, by the way, just it was absolutely disgusting. This is the first <laughs> time I noticed it, and it made me feel sick. Absolutely made me feel fucking rotten. Oh, I just. Every no, fucking line, this old it. bastard. Um, he says um, he had an argument with his son years ago, and they no longer speak. He hasn't called his son because his son can't understand him because of his wet mouth noise. Kevin says he should call his son. He doesn't care how mad uh, I was. I talked to my dad, especially at Christmas. Uh, he says, "Yeah, he says, I'm sure your granddaughter misses the gifts." Uh, he says, oh, yeah. He says, I'd like, I send her a check. He says, yeah, grandparents like to send gifts. Last year, I got a sweater with a big bird on it. And the line from Old Man Marley is, oh, that's nice. Such an old man thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, no, no, it's not nice. (laughs) He says, you get beat up at school for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He runs home and sets up a plan of attack on this massive fucking blueprint that he's drawn. So somebody, one of the, 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 the artists or whoever did it, drew it left-handed or the, to make it look authentic as if it was a kid's, and it really seemed to work. Oh, right, okay. One of the art designers or somebody drew it. Oh, right, I've got you. I read, I read that ages ago. It looks like a fucking Isambard Kingdom Brunel blueprint, doesn't it? It's like he's building a fucking bridge oh, or I some know. giant lighthouse in the 18th century. Oh, I noticed was the two pink cans right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Me with my historic engineering references, listeners. They're getting you hot. You like them. They work for you. Give us some feedback if you like them. I'll throw in some uh, aqueduct uh, mentions at some point in the future. Aqueducts? <laughs> what will the Romans ever do for us? Uh, there's this montage of him preferring traps, like fucking Nancy in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. 
Oh, God, I... The clock chimes 9pm and Kevin readies himself. Uh, right. So this is the action bit. Uh, again, we'll fly through this like we did in the last one because there's not a lot you can do. Yeah. They turn up at the back door. Kevin shoots Harry in the balls through the dog flap. And when Marv yep. looks through, he gets it in the face. Harry heads around the front, gets basically flies up in the air on the icy steps that have been yep. been wet. Uh, same happens to Marv on the basement steps. Marv makes it into the basement, which is unlocked. <laughs> it was great. He's trying to break open and he tries the door and it's actually unlocked. Yeah. Pulls the cord for the light, which is attached to an iron that an hits iron. him on the face. Which must be hot because the red marks straight in his face. How hot could it be unless he's literally just unplugged it? I know. Yeah, I know. Again. Um, Lies. On the subject of hot, the front door handle's superheated, which causes Harry to burn his hand. Uh, it's, he's still got that M on his hand in the second film, by the way. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, oh. yeah, it's a good uh, so he does, kind of little yeah. Easter egg that they put in there. Uh, That's right, because he goes to reach through at one it, point. It does, does he? yeah, and you see yeah. it, yeah. Uh, oh, Marv's in the basement and climbing up the steps. He has to remove his shoes and socks because Kevin's put tar on the on, on the thing, head. hasn't he? Tar is a dark brown or black viscous liquid made of hydrocarbons and free carbon. It's obtained from a wide variety of organic materials uh, by dis- destructive distillation. So they basically burn it. Yeah. Tar can be produced from coal, wood, petroleum, or peat. And peat. Uh, yeah, there you go. But yeah, you're right, John. This is the fucking bit that I just the worst bit. Uh, this is my this is my quiet place yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah, it is. He puts his foot Whoa. on this nail. Love spank me foot on a nail. And falls backwards. Um, Harry gets through the back through the the back door and gets his head burnt by a blowtorch. I kind of like that. Marv still without his shoes. Uh, goes through the window and lands on old school glass ornaments. We've all stood on an old glass ornament. God, I, and, and the only is they were proper sharp. Yeah, yeah. made a glass, exactly. But they're both in. Uh, they head into the hallway and fall on micro machines. And this is, you guys give up or you're thirsty for more. Micro machines, John made in the 80s into the 90s, known for sizing down automobiles, but also had play sets, did a range of presidential limos in 1989. Oh, what? Yeah, you can find them for about 10 quid each on eBay. And the rarest ones, Star Wars ones, $370 on eBay. So there's little kind of Star Wars ships. I remember them from the 90s. Uh, possibly the kind of the 97 Star Wars reissues. Right. I think that's God. when they started doing... Yeah, yeah, let's not talk I don't, about I'd have bought some of those, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Probably would have still had them as well if I'd bought them. This is where they get paint canned on the stairs. Okay. Um, Kevin calls the cop saying he's Mr. Murphy, who's being robbed. He heads upstairs to the attic, but Marv grabs him. Yeah. Just at that very moment, Buzz's tarantula shows up. You've seen the tarantula throughout the film in different yeah. rooms. Um, and Kevin puts it on Marv's face. He screams and lets Kevin go. Kevin one runs take. up to the attic. Oh, one take, really? Yeah, he agreed to do it practically in one, for one take. Work. One take, that was that, right in his face. Excellent. Oh. Yeah, it's bad. Kevin runs up into the attic and escapes on this zip line to the treehouse. Or at least his fully grown 30-year-old stunt double in a Macaulay Culkin wig does. Yeah. This yeah, looked fucking bad. hell, man. Bad, this looked like bad. a grown-up Dennis the Menace, didn't it? American <laughs> Dennis the Menace. Really did. This six-foot guy we're meant to believe is an eight-year-old. <laughs> I thought he looked like Colin Robinson in the boy Colin Robinson wig. 
Oh, good eh? <laughs> the vampire, not the cat. Yeah, yeah. It was really fucking jarring. There's a bit on a sledge at the, uh, earlier on as well, which I'd not kind of covered where that happens. Um, around 25,000 children under 15 are seen in A&E every year in America from sledding accidents. Bloody sledge. Yeah, but, of course, they are saved by... Uh, uh, George Bailey, uh, when they go into the ice, his little brother. Oh, I cry every time. Cry every time. No, oh, I don't. Oh, no, that's my bad ear. You know it's my bad ear. Uh, anyway, they try to follow him on the rope. They get halfway across and he cuts it. They fall to the ground after hitting the wall on the thing. It's like that bit in, at the end of uh, Indiana Jones where they're going across the rope bridge and they cut it and it smashes uh, against the thing. I was the expecting thing. there to be some... Stock footage of some alligators below. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kevin heads to the Murphys. The bandits catch him there. This is where he bites his finger. And as you say, he made his finger bleed. Um, Old man Marley saves them, knocking out the bandits with his uh, fuck me boots. Uh, He lost his tooth though, didn't he, at one point? Oh, he does, yeah. He loses his tooth at some point when he gets hit. Uh, I, I I don't think they do gold teeth in the UK, by the way, because I was actually looking up price of dental... Um, gold teeth, yeah. and apparently they just do gold crowns. Oh, right. Okay. I used to work with a lad who uh, was training to be an imam uh, at the mosque, and he had a uh, he had a, a gold tooth. I said, surely you can't get away with... Oh, silver tooth. I said, surely you can't get away with that if you're going to be an imam. He's like, Allah doesn't forbid it. I'm like, great. <laughs> Good on you, son. You go for it. Just keep your myth shut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, Allah doesn't forbid it. I'm like, all right, okay, no, good. Uh, just, and there you go. That's uh, that's what we learned. Uh, <laughs> uh, although I did find out that uh, if you want a gold crown, it'll cost you between 700 and 900 bucks. All right, okay. Fucking hell. Kevin watches them being arrested. He puts out milk and cookies for Santa Claus. And that morning, he runs downstairs to see that his wish didn't come true. No mum, no family. But as he's looking at this photo, she arrives and shouts him sees that he's done the tree and the stockings and tidied up from the mass break-in the previous night. Yeah, uh, yeah, places uh, in the back. Yeah. Uh, they hug just as the rest of the family turn up. Which must be gotten for her. <laughs> yeah, really he's like, we got the flights that we said we were going to get. All right, dickhead. Just the way he said it as well. I was like, well, yeah. we can just go to flight. Hiya, pal. <laughs> Kevin looks out the window to see old man Marley drooling all over his boy and grandkid. Uh, that's where I nearly cried until I remembered about the mouth slapping, slurping fucking noise that he makes. Uh, your yep. man, old man Marley, by the way, 64 here, the actor Roberts Blossom. Yeah. Uh, which sounds like reverse names. Um, don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good a reason for getting all depressed. No, was that not really? Roberts Blossom? The TV series what? with Miriam Blake in? You remember Blossom? Oh, God, remember that's right. yeah, Remember crazy. Blossom? Yeah. Um, his future was that he died in 2011 aged 87 I don't know whether or not he drowned from all those wet mouth noises I can't prove it (laughs) uh, but possibly he he was there there's no wet mouth (laughs) (laughs) oh bravo John bravo that's it and that's the show we're closing it down on 90 episodes (laughs) (laughs) do you have any other facts for us so I've got you. Uh, I was to, I was looking at their van. So that was a Dodge Ram. Okay. Wasn't it? Yeah. So for a twenty twenty two Ram Promaster City cargo van, it cost forty one 
It's a lot of money for a fucking yeah. band. And McCoy Culkin was 10 year old when he made this. Not eight, as he says. Liar. <laughs> yeah, I did think that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nah, that's me. Okay, brilliant. I, I've got a few more bits and pieces here somewhere. Uh, oh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. We missed that. He was watching that at some point. Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas from 1966, John. Oh, last time England had a good Hey, say the line, John. Um, (laughs) Narrated by uh, Boris Karloff, real name, William Henry Pratt. Um, Boris Karloff, though, you'll love this, uh, was a member of the Hollywood Cricket Club, as was Errol Flynn, Cary Grant, David Niven, and Larry Oliver. Larry, Jesus, that's a crowd. That is a good crowd, that isn't it? Yeah, Uh, exactly. Uh, Sounds like a good golfing crowd as well. It does, doesn't it? Absolutely. Uh, In 2017, France Telecom and Orange announced plans to dismantle all 2,100 phone boxes that remained in France. Don't know if they've done it, but that's what they announced. He buys milk at one point, red top milk. Um, The whole milk bill, (laughs) which. Put forward, I assume, in the 80s from what I could find, means there are eight coloured tops to milk and five seasonal ones. Pink or light blue tops indicate skimmed milk. Blue tops, 2% milk. Yellow or poiple, 1% milk. Brown tops, chocolate milk. Green top, buttermilk. Americans, man. White tops, unhomogenised milk. Black tops, unpasteurised milk. Uh, seasonal specialities strawberry milk is mauve i don't even know what mauve is pumpkin spiced milk yellow orange eggnog red so it was eggnog milk he'd bought not normal oh, milk what? yeah come on marge we only have 25 eggnoggy days of goodness before they take <laughs> it away uh, light eggnog is a green top uh, and soy milk is a white top right yeah soy 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 Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> and that, John, is all he wrote. How many right. do you think we got? We definitely got more than 54. Okay. Uh, I'd say we're up in the high 90s. We're certainly in the 90s, but you might have to come down a little bit. 92. 94. That's a bit disappointing, uh, that, isn't it? It's a what? bit disappointing. We might, we might have got a few more had I not run out of time. Uh, but it's been a fucking week <laughs> uh, it, it has is. been a week uh, if you enjoyed that uh, well you can um, you can give us a quid and we will let you pick once a month now John I feel responsible before we talk about the patrons because I was going through a few bits and pieces that I'd done and we didn't have a patron vote for November so I feel a bit bad oh, really? so we're going to fix that in two ways we're going to give you two vo- patron votes in January all right, so we're going to give you two patron votes when we talk British films. So we're going to do British yes. films uh, with lots of support, I think, from Kirsty, aren't we? Hopefully. Lots of yeah. support from Kirsty. Okay, um, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, we are also going to give you uh, another, not a choice, but we're going to give you the second placed film from the run through that we did this yeah. time. So we are going to, and this will please Stig especially, who tried a massive fucking pylon, by the way, when <laughs> when we uh, we put the vote up. On, he did it on Twitter and he did it on Patreon to say, oh, we'll vote for that shit Lindsay Lohan Christmas film that Mark's put on oh, there for a joke. Did did, did, yeah, did, did, because Stig's a fucking prick, right? But we do love him because he's very, he's very, he listens every week. He is a very yeah, dedicated, so like, very like supportive guy. So we, we do love Stig, really. But you're a prick, mate. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to do it 
just not just for you, but for the other four people that voted <laughs> for that. Uh, we're going to do fucking what, saving Christmas or I don't know, pissing all over Christmas. Shave, shaving Ryan's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's so we're going to do that one and we're going to feel fucking sorry about it. All right. Um, and then, yeah, when we do in January, we're going to give you a couple of options. We'll, we'll probably pick like the big, the big British films. We'll yeah, let you pick nah. for them. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you want to give us a quid, you can do that. And here's another announcement that I'm making, John, you weren't expecting, but this is going to help us for episode 100. If you're a patron, and I will put this on the Patreon uh, list as well with the email address and everything. But if you're a patron, I want you for the crow to the crowing that we're going to do. I want you to record a message for us for our hundredth episode, uh, which will be uh, two weeks from now. Uh, so get it in, in the next few days, please from listening to this. So we can collate them all uh, telling us what you want us to advertise. So tell us about you and what you're advertising. Uh, and we, this is patrons only. So you've got to give us a quid, uh, send that across and we will put that in the recording. I'll figure that out as I go. It's going to be another day yeah. to record, but it'll be Christmas. So I'll have a bit of extra time. Uh, yeah. So tell us a fact you learned from the crow, no matter how fucking stupid it might be. Uh, and we yeah. will put that in the episode. Episode. That'll be good. Yeah, yeah. I like Only that. available good. to patrons, but give us a quid for Christmas and you can do that too. Oh, right. Okay. So the people we love that are already uh, helped us out. We've already mentioned Stig. We've got Gadget. We've got Biggie from Modern Escapism. You get them on previous episodes of this podcast. They're up here because Stig moaned to me the other day about being too far down the list. So that's all you need to do <laughs> is moan to us and start a fucking pile on for votes. Yeah, they, they, are a gang, they are a gang of goodness, to be honest. Like, they're, they're a bunch of good cunts, aren't they? <laughs> uh, by the way, John, Punk has sent me his mobile number. Oh, so what? I'm going to send that on to you. You need to WhatsApp uh, him when we finish the recording. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I am expecting the fucking bromance to blossom <laughs> from this, by the way. I'm uh, looking forward to this. That should be good. Uh, SP Filvio's podcast. They're doing some lovely Christmas fair this month. They've done planes, trains, and automobiles. And they're doing Spirited, which is a thing on Apple TV. That, um, yeah, I just watched it with Ryan Reynolds. And oh, Noel. is it that thing? No, not for me. Not for it's me. It's a, it's a musical. It's a dog shit. It's, it's the first thing you've watched this Christmas until that Lindsay Lohan it's, film. <laughs> it's it's predictable and it's but it is watchable. But I just sing it and fucking drop your heart. Okay, uh, Mono and Kira from Mono Rants, go and get a little Nero's pizza, uh, pals, please. Um, they did uh, they did lock up, not lock up uh, the the one on the spaceship, which is Escape from New York with Guy Pearce. Lockdown, uh, lock up. lockdown, yeah, yeah, yeah lockdown. It's really good. It, it was really good. Yeah, it, it is really, really good. What I didn't realise was that I learned from that episode is that um, Carpenter robbed them to fuck <laughs> because because obviously they ripped they ripped off Escape from New York. It's got yeah, the yeah. president's yeah, okay. daughter. It's got all that kind of stuff. Anyway. Um, yeah. Nigel Davis, owner of the Wonder Emporium Tabletop Accessories. Congratulations, Nigel. He has become a dad for the second time in the last couple of days. Congratulations to you, you wonderful human being, and the birth of your first son, Harry or Henry. I think it was Henry. Uh, yeah, he looks like a baby. Congratulations. <laughs> well done. How about that baby? That looks like a baby. Uh, I'm such a bad I'm so bad with babies. <laughs> I know. Uh, Dan Belson, Gavin Belson. We've had some lovely World Cup fun recently. Oh, have you? Are you still you must, on the chat? Yeah, yeah, we didn't involve you because you're not there. Uh, <laughs> and by the time this long. comes out, England also may not be there. Uh, yeah, uh, the be there with Belson. Oh, well, well, no, no if, uh, time travelers have got anything to say about it because apparently they won the World Cup. 
<laughs> a, a time traveler's actually got photographic evidence of what? the final score. The, this is true, the final score. So Harry Kane's going to, I, you know, I don't know about football, but apparently Harry Kane's maybe one of the scorers, but I may win 2 0 against Portugal. Wow. Okay. It's possible in the draw. It's, okay. It's not going to happen, but okay. Cool. Oh, <laughs> that would be nice. I would love that. Um, Put that done as a fact. Why aren't you on Be There with Belson, by the way? I am wondering that. Um, Aaron from Z1 Podcast orders around about zombies and surviving marriage. They're having a break at the moment. Um, so it would be good if we could any of us hear from Aaron uh, at Z1 Podcast. Uh, Joe Hallmark of Greatness. Oh, we did a bit of a recording. He is the Hallmark of Greatness. <laughs> such, such a, a lot guy. of fun, didn't we? We did, um, uh, we, really we did, did. that Efkin show uh, with Dean, which was my third but, trip into space. He's such a silky, bo- silky voiced character, he? and he's oh nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh... oh, he can control, he can control a crowd just by his he's voice. He's such a handsome guy in real life as well. Like you just, you just, I, I, I got it. I got a fucking cutch off him as well, man. It was amazing. Uh, it was so good. The, uh, the only good thing is, as a cat person, so that makes me not like him as much. But uh, other than that, he's, he's a cool dude. Colin Robinson <laughs> called. He fucking hates you. Uh, <laughs> um, but we've also done a show for podcasters about the perils of buying listens, right? It is a must listen if you have a podcast. So go and find that Efkin show, uh, Podcasting is Fun, uh, episode about us buying listens because that was fucking brutal. Yeah. Uh, Josh and Amanda, super familiar with the Wilsons. I just posted them a Christmas gift uh, in the post uh, to America. So it should be there probably ooh, in about three years' time. Uh, <laughs> um, Ian and Maria for Cult Connections podcast. I just did Cult Connections on Bullseye! Exclamation mark. Yeah, uh, the film. The film, not, not the, the TV show. show. Yeah, I'd rather have done three episodes of the TV show, John, to be honest. Oh, Jesus, was yeah, it that? It's fucking brutal. It's really bad. Um, of course, Rachel, my wonderful wife and uh, super researcher who helps me with research when I run out of time, so she's really good at that. And the brilliant dear friends, uh, Ian, uh, Phil and Gav, who give us a quid and have never got anything to peddle. Uh, we love you just as much. So next week, John, we'll do Lindsay Lohan. Pfft. Chance would be a fine thing. <laughs> well, maybe not actually. No, perhaps she's no way. Terrible yeah. human being. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, she looks like she smells. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, but for now, it's been uh, our first Christmas episode uh, of 2022. He's been John. I've been plenty. That's been 94 things uh, we learned from uh, John ruining Christmas, you little freak. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. See you guys. 